the guy that I go to for all things in the Asian region in the world, and he's he's been uh, gracious with time on radio with me for years now, and I, I like him, and I'm always smarter after I talk to him. His name is Gordon Chang. You can find him at Gordon G. Chang on Twitter, and you should follow at Gordon G. Chang on Twitter because you'll be smarter too. Hello, Gordon. How are you, my friend? I'm fine, Mike, and thank you so much. Uh, you're welcome. I, I know you're very busy these days. You've been up before dawn doing reports on what's happening. I, I'd like to cover a couple of things in the region. At the top of my list is um, maybe you can solve a bet that my brother and I have. I think Kim Jong-un is gone. I think he's done, and they're just making the new posters of whomever the new dear leader will be. Well, that's a real possibility, Mike. Um, you know, at this point, we just don't know. But there are a few things that we can infer, and that is that Kim Jong-un had non-elective surgery. And it had to be quite serious because um, he missed the April 15th celebrations in Pyongyang. That's the Day of the Sun, the most important day in the North Korean calendar because it celebrates the birth of Kim Il-sung, the regime founder, and Kim's grandfather. Um, so we know that um, it would have taken heaven and earth to move to prevent him from a microphone on that day. So I don't know what's going on, but clearly he's got a serious health emergency. And if you were handicapping, what would happen should there be a change? Should he be either incapacitated or gone? Would your money be on his sister or his brother taking over? Oh, uh, that's an easy one. Um, I go for the sister, Kim Yo-jong. And the reason is um, she was considered to be uh, the most capable of Kim Jong-il's children. Now, she did not get the nod in 2011 when Kim Jong-il died because she is a female. Um, and in a Confucian-tinged society like North Korea's regime, she just was not eligible. But uh, her brother, uh, Kim Jong-chol, is so incapable that I think that uh, they're going to make a, an, uh, an exception for her. She has been groomed. Um, she's ready. I think she's ruthless, um, which is what you need to be to be the North Korean ruler. Um, so I think she will be at least the regent, and clearly, and, and at some point, I think that she will take over, if not from the get-go. Hmm. Now, she's the one we saw at the Olympics when the United Korean teams were uh, participating and she was uh, seen sitting with the the uh, highest level of, of uh, representatives from the South Korean government. Is that the same lady? That is the same woman. Um, and she was sitting in the box with uh, Moon Jae-in, the South Korean president, as well as Vice President Mike Pence. I, I, I didn't. I forgot about Mike Pence. I remember Moon Jae-in. And the brother, he's the guy who has the uh, predilection for Disney and gambling. Is he living in Macau? Um, no, Kim Jong-chol has the one for uh, his, uh, Eric Clapton concerts and has been oh, seen. Okay. With them. Um, <laughs> the one for gambling in Macau is Kim Jong-nam, who was killed, I think, 2017. Oh, that's uh, right. He was the one who was, um, they used chemical weapons, VX, on him at the Kuala Lumpur airport. I remember that now. Okay, let's shift over to China because there, there's there been um, a, a little bit of noise coming out of China today, and you were posting 
less than um, a, a few minutes ago about what China is doing, trying to orchestrate or move blame or distract. What's happening out of China as it relates to the virus and and how things were, um, I guess, we were misled on this? Yeah, you're referring to um, a New York Times report, um, which says that U.S. intelligence officials were alarmed that China was um, amplifying fake rumors about the United States, um, about the Trump administration locking down the entire United States. This was an attempt to sow panic. It's a direct attack on the United States. The U.S. needs to respond. Um, in general, what's happening in China is that they've got a second wave of coronavirus. Uh, they're trying to keep the wraps on it, but we know that a couple cities in Heilongjiang province, which is in the northeast, have been locked down. Um, including uh, Harbin, the capital, portions of it are quarantined off. Um, there's an entire county in Hunan province in the center part of China, which has been on total lockdown since the beginning of the month. We know that a number of facilities in China, which were recently opened, were shut. That's starting at the end of March. So there's real indications that not all is well. It's, of course, not as serious as the first wave, but nonetheless, uh, Beijing is struggling with dealing with this new round of infections. And when we talk about new rounds of infections, is there any legitimacy behind the numbers we're getting out of China? We know we're, we're very dubious about anything we've been told in the past in terms of deaths and infections. Is there any chance that there's credibility behind anything they're telling us? Yeah, I think the new infection numbers um, are uh, undercounts, just like they were in the beginning. Um, we don't know how much they're undercounted, but what they're doing is not consistent um, with what they're saying. Um, and uh, as I mentioned, there are a number of events that have been canceled. Uh, things have not been rescheduled, facilities being closed down. That's all inconsistent with um, a low number of infections being reported. And, and so essentially, again, they're lying to us. Well, we've come to expect that. Uh, Gordon, yesterday uh, we saw Missouri filing a suit against China. You reported on it that uh, Missouri would like a compensation for what happened with the virus and uh, you believe that every state, as well as the federal government, should try and take legal action to essentially make China pay, correct? Oh, we absolutely have to do that, Mike. And the reason is um, we will never compensate ourselves um, for the economic damage and the lost lives. But we've got to deter Chinese leaders from ever doing this again. And by this, I mean that they, they I think, took actions that they knew would spread the coronavirus to the rest of the world. This was not a biological weapon. This was an accidental release of a naturally occurring coronavirus. But having seen all of the damage that the coronavirus did to China, I think Xi Jinping decided to level the playing field by spreading the virus elsewhere. Because if that is what he wanted to do, um, he in fact did everything necessary to spread the virus uh, beyond China's borders. So uh, I think that's the only explanation that fits the facts. We, of course, will never know exactly what was in Xi Jinping's mind, but if he wanted to spread the virus elsewhere, he did exactly what he would have done. So this is really a malicious event. 
Well, I'm with you on that. And um, I appreciate all of your kind attention to every certain, every angle on this story, not just the the reality of where the virus is going, but what the government's culpability was in China. And also keeping an eye on what's going on in North Korea, because no matter who is in charge, we have to be aware that that is a nation with a few nuclear weapons, not a giant nuclear arsenal, but that um, that rogue, dark hermit kingdom is a place that we can't let uh, go too dark or too rogue. And I'm, I'm glad you're keeping an eye on it and exposing it. Gordon Chang, always a pleasure. Gordon G. Chang on Twitter. Follow him, find him, pay attention. You'll be smarter. Thank you, my friend. Thank you so much, Mike.